Spring training has begun. How do you feel about the rule changes? LeBron's down with an injury. The NFL Combine's this weekend. That and what's your favorite movie soundtrack? This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast, this is Chad the Mark with... Mr. Brown. And... Canadian Biggie. And fellas, we got the door open again this week. Not quite as warm as last week. No, we almost had a catastrophe. The man cave almost uh, was no more. Yeah, about 2.30 last night. Every time you say that, it's going to be like Garth Brooks. 2.30 in the morning. That's true, yeah. My pine tree's on the ground. Just me and my dog in sight. <laughs> it was 2.30. Uh, I, I went to bed. The window was open. It was raining. Nice breeze. It was comfortable. And all of a sudden, the loud sound of the crashing woke me up. I had a heart attack. About a 100-foot pine tree came crashing down towards my bedroom window and dropped about five feet short of my flower bed, brother. Uh, God damn, pal. I spit on you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Biggie, could you hear from your house? I could not. It was a pretty wicked storm. I woke up for it, but it, it was weird. It was super bad for like 10, 12 minutes, and then it passed as far as the, the winds part of it. Right. Does, that, does that make you feel like those summer thunderstorms are not that far away? Oh, I love thunderstorms. I, I love mean, a good thunderstorm. That, that's what I was thinking. That's a thunderstorm what, with a tin roof. It reminded me. Rain with a tin roof. Well, I was going to say, wait a minute. Let's not. Lightning and a tin roof. I like to hear the thunder in the distance with the pitter-patter on the roof. Let's just put him up there. (laughs) (laughs) Put a wheeler out there. Raindrops, you're right. That's better. Um, (laughs) Just struck. All right, so you, know, you can still live. Why you gather your thoughts, Piggy? So back to the tree. It couldn't have fell any better if we tried to drop it. It landed right uh, down the middle of my yard. Didn't affect my grapes again like it did last time. Nope. Didn't hit my house. Didn't hit the man cave. It may have took out a few lilies, but that's okay. They'll be back next year. All I know is we got some firewood now. That's right. That's good stuff. Outside firewood. Right. Yes. Don't burn the pine. Don't burn that. Uh, let me ask you this, just since we're talking about storms. What's the worst storm you've ever been in? What can you remember being just absolutely scared to death? I can't say it's the like scared, but the duration we had about what probably a decade ago now. Yeah, that was uh, twenty twelve, maybe. We lost power for seven days. Twenty eleven, in the middle of July, when it was a hundred degrees. Oh, I had a basement at my house, so I was fortunate enough to uh, survive that. But my God, the cost of gas and a generator to run constantly to keep your food fresh. I was so hot like that day because I remember uh, my family was at a church camp, believe it or not, when it happened. So I'm at home by myself, <laughs> and there was a few nights I slept out on my back deck on the patio just so I could just right. let the coolness hit me. Uh, that's uh, that was that was that was bad. I was, was I bad. was at work right when it started. And I remember, like, I had drivers coming back, and it was just starting to hit, and trash cans, like, get picked <laughs> off the ground. I open up the door, and I'm, in, like, in slow motion. I'm like, come on, get inside. <laughs> it's like the movie Twister. It was. Everybody down in the cellar. Yeah, that's how it felt. Let, let me ask you this. Um, do, um, do Did you ever hear the word deratio before then? I didn't know what it was. I had never heard that word until after that storm happened. I was on the phone with Craig, and he said deratio. And I had to make him say it a couple more times to make like, sure what, I heard what, it. Don't cuss me. What's the deratio? But you know what he it said, is. what? Fellatio? It's now, now it's <laughs> old, old people around here will call it the deratio. Yeah, you know, right. just like how they say the cracker barrel. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and the Kroger, it's not Kroger or Cracker Barrel or Duratio. It's got to have the the, right? Exactly. And I'm like, well, I would have never known. They're like, a Duratio, man. You no, know? no, no, no. The Duratio. The Duratio. <laughs> Straight line wins, brother. There's no circular motion. Are you doing the weather a- like you're uh, Randy Savage there or something? Yeah. <laughs> I got the gerbil. I've been in a ton of really bad blizzards, <laughs> snowstorms. You know, they kind of Wait. blend together after a while. When you have a really bad thunderstorm raining sideways, those are the ones that you remember. I, I love sideways rain conversations, but I couldn't get over the gerbil comment. I'm not letting that That's our slide. local news reporter, that- Mr. Cavalier. T- oh, TC. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> Speaking of rain sideways, we're going to go into a movie segment later on Best Soundtrack, and that reminded me of Forrest Gump, which is in there, but we'll, mm. we'll talk about that mm. later. All right. So let's talk. We, we've been talking about rule changes and baseball, but we've had a, a couple, you know, what, has it been a week of spring training ball games? Right around there. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got a chance to see the, the I mean, the pitch clock or the batter clock, whichever you refer to it as. It definitely made some headlines after the first game. Uh, I mean, just now that you've had a minute to digest it, how do you feel seeing an action as the stat? 28 minutes has been shaved off of games? I'll be interested to see how it plays out in the second half of the baseball season. In the beginning of the season, everyone will take their different time adjusting to it. We're going to have some headlines of a called strike or called third strike, that kind of stuff. I think by the time we get past the All-Star break, you're not going to notice it because the clock's not going to be visible on television. So once the players adjust to the picked-up speed, I just think it's going to be baseball at a faster pace. I get what you're saying, but like we all saw what happened with the Red Sox and the Braves. 6-6, six to six, they ended the game because of a violation, and they left in a tie, which obviously you can't tie in the big leagues but in the regular season. But, like – and it's even in spring training. You're going down to Florida to watch a spring training game. Tell, name one fan that was happy that we left at the 6-6 tie because of a, a violation of the clock. I got my money's worth. I mean, well, if it was an out, the game would have been over the same way, right? Yeah. They were hoping that doesn't that. matter. <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't matter? I'm just saying, like, your whole analogy about going there – and being disappointed in a tie, whether it was a clock rule or whatever. No, but you, the players didn't dictate the finish. Well, so here's what I say. Instead of no umps in the bottom of the ninth, just no umps in the ninth inning. Yeah, like I didn't. Players call. Was that today? I think yesterday. Yesterday. I have seen where it's already made an effect. I saw a video of a batter. Was it Carlos Cray or someone else who took strike one? It was went Machado. To step, Machado. Machado. Yeah. Went to he step said, out. I'm going to have a lot of those this year. He went in and told everybody. Well, yeah, I saw him, but then I saw another player today that started to do the step oh, out today. and went right back in because he realized he was going to get a strike called on him. So I I don't like it. You took the only untimed sport and you made it a time sport, I which I don't part. care for. Yeah. And, and, and look at the – and for, for those of you that are analytics, like, nuts, look at the batting average between someone who's up 1-0 as opposed to someone who's down 0-1. Oh, yeah. It, it changes. It's astronomical. It, it's – I. I I feel like I can get behind the idea of some of this. I don't like it in execution. And what I mean is, you know, and especially older fans, I know a lot of people are saying, like, don't, don't F with the game. Don't change it. Like, 
it's been a slow burn and change over the years. Like part of the reason why Machado is mad is these batters, they slow the game down. Pitchers was, was your idol Ted Williams doing that back in the day? I mean, was, was that happening in the sixties and the seventies? Were players in the eight, in the nineties that started? So like part of like it putting an influence on these guys is just quit jerking your, your nuts yeah, and go dude, play. It's, it's gamesmanship. It's gamesmanship. But like, why is it, it, it turned into gamesmanship at one point and then as the years gone on, I just feel like some of them take forever. Like I love Sean Casey, but my God, in between swings, he had a, that's so, a thing. Thing. I was fine with it. It made it distinct. That's one of the it's things not, I it's enjoy. It's not only that. So, like, let's think about a historically fast worker like a Max Scherzer. And I know they didn't really probably play against him, but here comes Sean Casey up to bat. <laughs> so then he has completely thrown Max out of his rhythm by doing what he's doing. He might tee off one because Max now is a hothead. He's pissed off. No. Let me get, get in the box, you know, you bitch. Right. So, um, that's my opinion. I like this quote from Gary Sheffield. He said, I love the Major League Baseball asked people that don't watch baseball what it would take for them to watch baseball. They said the addition of a game clock, then those same people <laughs> watch Netflix all year. That's yeah, 100% I, true. New, new well, leadership, please. We, we established a long time ago that these rules weren't going to do anything to bring in new fans. Like, it's really not. The only thing you're going to do to bring in new fans is competitive teams, you need a dynasty or somebody that's consistently good, which I think you got. Well, you well, got already got to be able to market and, your players and, better. You got Mike right. Trout, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the great players that will ever play the game. Yeah. And how many people know just how good he is unless you're a diehard baseball that's, fan? He's on the West it, it, Coast it's, it's on a shitty team. 100% marketing because yeah. even though they have the salary cap, we touched on it last week, has the most parity in any of the three major sports. Yeah, you can look at a guy playing in middle America – in football, and they're legendary. There are faces everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you can play for the Detroit Lions and be Matthew Stafford or Megatron. Megatron. Like, you don't have that in baseball. I don't care how good you are. If you play for a bad Tigers team, people don't know your name. Hey, and real quick, since you threw out the Michigan like reference there with Megatron, I mean, we're seeing Michigan on TV here. Isn't it about time for John, Juwan Howard to choke somebody? I mean, it, slap that ass. It's going to be a March miracle. <laughs> I, I, I just want to cap on the on the pitch clock thing. I don't like the pitch clock. I, I don't mind telling the players they need to hurry the hell up. Not all of them. And I think I said this to Biggie when I don't know if I did this afternoon or not when we got here, but if it was like five seconds longer. You know, I think that would be appropriate. You know, maybe just something so they can't take forever and step out of the box three or four times. Like, get your timing right the first time. I, I get all that stuff. But, like, I am i don't feel like that's the baseball I grew up with. I just feel like stepping in and out of the box, calling time, that different I, – like, I saw a time call that got denied even though the ump saw it because he called it too late oh, in yeah. the pitch clock. Like, to what Mr. Brown said, that's gainsmanship. That's how – a guy who is an inferior batter who gets owned by a certain pitcher is able to take control of the at-bat. He changes the at-bat. Now you can't do that. It's just like playing a video game. We get in there, I'll throw it, let's see what happens. You've got to give the man time to wink at him. Come on. <laughs> That's what you do. Get in the old stink eye. I'm trying to change my mind on it, but I, I'm just not there. I just, so like, I just don't like as it. As far as the NFL, like when we get down to the play clock and you clearly see watching it live, sometimes the snap's not off on time and yep. they will let it go. Yep. You've got to have a little bit of flex. I'm not saying like five, ten right. seconds, but if it's within a few seconds, let it ride. Yep. Yep. Just – and, and – 
I'd have been good if they would just enforce the rule that was in the books before this, which was that they had, what, 20 seconds or something mm-hmm. like that. But, like, the ref – like, in basketball, you'll see him – nobody can see me. But, you know, officials will move Got their arm. Get over like, half court. Yeah, Biggie can see me at least. But, anyway, that's the, that's the kind of thing. Like, would they do that? Like, just – I don't need a clock. See, I, I liked the when they limited the mound visits because they didn't make it a time thing, but they made it you had to be more prepared well, each pitcher. Then they changed uh, how many batters you have to face if you're yep. a reliever. You know, so I was okay with that because it added strategy to the game. The three batter thing got me until I realized you can face a batter at the end of an inning, and then a new pitcher can start the, the next, next inning. Just- so those were things to speed the game up that didn't put a clock on an untimed game. It just but, it, but, out but it's not about speed. Like it. It's not about speed. It's about like, so what I was trying to say earlier was you have to have a good product on the field and you have to have like distinguishable, you know, superstars out there. So I think they do, but then it goes to what you said is the marketability. They don't do anything with what they have. Yep. Like, I, I think we, we were saying this like last year it still holds true. Like, can you remember a time when a sport had this much young talent the way baseball does right now? Like, we're talking about, like, guys that you could seriously think Here's if the they thing, can t- have a 10- to 15-year career, they could be all the famers. With the reach that you have now, if you look at your three major pro sports that are your most popular, football, basketball, and baseball, which of the three should it be the hardest to recognize a guy's face? Football, because they always have a helmet <laughs> right, on, right? You're right. right. But I know what Derek Carr's stupid crying ass looks yeah. like because they showed on TV. That's the other. You know him from the tears, damn it. The, the tears of being a Raider quarterback. The the difference is NFL is viewed by more uh, content than anything else out there, and ESPN is going to show them. Fox Sports is going to show them. Uh, baseball, it's a long season and it's so regional. Like, you don't get a lot of exposure unless it's the Sunday night game of the week, and then they'll talk about it all week to make you watch it. Like, can you but, pick Jose Ramirez out of a lineup? Right. Like, most people aren't going to be able to. Dude's probably the best third baseman in the league. Right. But, like, I don't know. I mean, and it's One like, like, unless you live in Cleveland, yeah. you know. We're going to get to see his badass we, in June. We'll recognize him. But it's why, – why, why are they so bad at this? Like, who, whose fault is it? Is it the – TV deal they got should should they do a better national TV deal because I feel well, like they're only on ESPN. Baseball know. is so regional that is their issue. All right, so their how do you fix that? How do you fix that? You get a better national TV deal. You look at what the NBA does. Isn't with Valley TNT. Sports going out of business? So <laughs> yeah, oh on uh, like Tuesdays and Thursdays, the NBA has light nights. They'll usually have two games, maybe three. Both games are on TNT. They're covered wall to wall by Chuck and Kenny and the guys. They highlight certain teams every week. The league schedules around it. I get it. You can't quite schedule like that with baseball. You can't tell me you can't find a way to highlight some of your star players or your better teams. Yeah. I mean, I at like, least... Don't just fucking cram the Yankees down my throat or the Dodgers because they're good. Like, give me some Giants. Oh, they aren't going to do anything this year. Ah, they won 107 games. Like, you can adjust as it goes. Flex some schedules. Right. I mean, you flex. Fo- Imagine how hard it is to flex a football game. You only get one week uh, or one day where everybody's playing. Hell, they were playing week. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays well, you know what I mean. during COVID. You got that one well, that's slate. what I'm saying. If they can do it. You're not You're not doing multiple games in one week yeah. um, to, to make up for it. So, I, it's it's a lot of problems there. Uh, I wish I wish there was an easy fix, but I think baseball, regardless of the rule changes, like it's 
still doing the same in the finals or the NBA finals in the World Series are as far as TV ratings go. Like, and the NBA, like as long what as you, you got mentioned, and seats that's what they care about. What you mentioned with the NBA, they're on TV all the time on national broadcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I just again, if what if baseball did a better job during the year? Maybe they would get better viewership. Well, if you look at basketball, you got the TNT deal, and then you got the Saturday night game of the week on ABC. Hockey has uh, Wednesday nights, uh, Hockey Night in America. So with baseball, I know Sunday night baseball is there, but you're telling me you couldn't have Sunday, Tuesday, Friday, two or three days a week where you had a highlight game that you promote for a week. Well, when do you have night games? You know, I mean, so that's what you're going to be showing. Yep. But, but like you mentioned the hockey stuff. Like they went off of TV. Like they went away. They were on like the the super package you would have to get. It was like NBC Sports Two or something like that, and that's the only way you could watch hockey. And then all of a sudden it's back on ESPN. It's on TNT. So like you would think with them being away, like that's where baseball should have an opportunity to try to seize that market share that they abandoned, and instead they just keep sticking with these regional TV deals. And maybe that's just where they're going to make the most money, but. uh I don't know. Last thing, uh, I didn't hear anything about the shift or the, uh, the base sizes being anything. Everybody was just so focused on the stupid clock. Yep. So, I mean, did, did you see anything or hear anything? I didn't see anything that uh, stuck out as anything different than what it was before the change. All right. So, it's just a weekend. Everybody will have time to adjust to it, except for Manny Machado, who apparently says he'll be like that all year. We'll see how he goes. Um, but, uh, all right, uh, let's uh, let's switch gears. Just uh, you know, we got a little bit of NBA stuff I want to hit on. Um, you know, more specifically, let's just start with the Western Conference. And LeBron is out for what, like three weeks? Reevaluated in three weeks. Doesn't need surgery. Those so they're, are the two things I saw. They're done though, right? Well, are they going to play better without listen, him? They were done before he got hurt. But like, where yeah, you been? There's all this. They they made these little changes, and the team seems to be better. But they're still so far back. So he was my second round pick in fantasy, and I'm okay with it. Like, it's <laughs> you're not you're it's, not devastated. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> Let the Lakers finish 13th in the in the West, and that way, when the playoffs start, we can actually hear about like the Joker and. Some of these other players that are really good that you never hear about when LeBron's in the well, playoffs because they get year. pushed. No, right? he didn't make it last year. No. It's, no, they missed it last year. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. You have some of the the Joker, Ja Morant, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis out there. So, talk about the Kings. Let's, let's talk about this real quick. So, uh, around what seed? The best team in California. What, around what seeds the Blazers in the West? Are they in the, are they in the playoffs? They'd they're, be in the play-in right now. Yeah, they're like nine. So, like – I saw this bracket and I sent it to Biggie about Dame Lillard. Because he had 71 effing points. So he's got more 50-point games because he's comparing to his draft class with uh, uh, Chris Middleton, okay. uh, Anthony Davis, and there was well, – who was the other one? Anthony Davis. Chris Middleton and there was somebody else. Oh, Bradley Beal. Yep. So he has more 50-point games than all three of them combined. Really? So right and now think, Portland – Go ahead, go ahead. Portland's right there with L.A. So think about think about though like AD and how he was supposed to be like the guy like stud surefire Hall of Famer and he was the guy that draft and then now he's on the downside and Dame just keeps getting better 
And he's going to finish his career in Portland, isn't he? He seems adamant about it. I oh, mean, yeah, he said that. He said multiple times, you guys better hope I don't win a championship because then you'll have to give me my respect. Oh, do you see this quote this week from Giannis? It was about KD. Yeah, he threw some shade. What exactly did he say again? Why don't you come spend some time with me and I'll show you how to win a championship the right way because you keep jumping on these super teams. Wow. That's the elongated version. He I'd said it to who? He's KD. Because, uh, you know, he debuted in Phoenix. How did uh, that go? He had like 20. 23. Yeah. Booker had like 37. Probably 23 effortless points. Yeah. I mean, well, he only played a, 27 minutes. I was going to say on a minutes points. restriction. Probably. Pretty good usage. Yeah, I'd say that was all right. Nice I just, like when I look at the West, so you got Denver, Memphis, I'd like to see what that jaw can do. Sacramento hasn't been there in forever. Oh, speaking of jaw, he just got in trouble. For, he pulled out a uh, yeah, brandishing oh, a firearm on a seventeen-year-old. Didn't he punch that seventeen-year-old yeah. like twelve times? That's I heard that too. Well, he really does want to be a hood. Yeah, he's, he's trying to show he was as physical as when Jordan played because he said who, he beat him one on one. Who was uh, talking shit about him? Was it uh, um, Fox? De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox yeah. was uh, saying like he is what we thought he is. He's soft, or he's. I ass saw this or something uh, like that. Remember an eight mile at the end where he's talking about if Clarence went to a private school. He has <laughs> oh, both parents. Yes. they did a, a real, real job for him. And <laughs> it's all. Oh, I enjoy the internet. I mean, that could be the new East Coast versus West Coast rap feud. It can just be our NBA feuds now. But the- I only watch NBA when it's playoff time. So it's hard to even, you know. I was just well, we had a lot happen though, you know. I know, I know. And, and then you, you, we, we didn't even get to what Biggie's got. You got the standings. What are you looking at? Well, well the other thing I was looking at is Dallas is falling That's down where I to seventh to talk. after the addition of, of they went Kyrie. Got Kyrie. And Luke. And what are they one and five since that deal? Yeah, I mean, where is is Kyrie a good fit anywhere, dude? I just wish he'd finally fall off the edge. <laughs> he can't. Please. For the love of God. My shelf is too tall. He can't fall off the edge. Them damn polar bears. Uh, that's what he keeps, keeps you taking them down. <laughs> the team that I'd like to see get into the playoffs, just because I love a particular player, are the Timberwolves with uh, Anthony Edwards. I love him as a player to start You like with. him more as an actor, though, don't you? I was going to say, I loved him in that movie. <laughs> Did you ever watch Hustle, Mr. Brown? No. Ah, uh, it was. Dude, I was telling somebody about that the other day. Watch that one. Ooh, that's my Apple Watch talking. The government's always listening. Everybody, code red, code red. Um, now I was talking to somebody the other day who's a big time NBA fan. And they hadn't seen that movie, and I'm like, if you like the NBA at all, this like what they have like 20 different players in that movie. Yeah, yeah, they had a lot. That was good. They even had some uh, GMs and execs in there too. Oh, Hustle was which who? who? It was Adam. Oh, Sandler. yeah, I've seen that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Rudy yeah. Bocero. Wasn't with Anthony the guy who plays is actually in the league. He's, he's in a goldfish commercial now. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. It's the, I'm, I gotta find oh, it. That was a great movie. I'll give you that. Uh, but it's like they do a thing of his hand, and it's like his hands are so big, so you, when you pour the goldfish, yeah. the, the snack. Not like real gold. That's what I was like, what? Flopping around. Oh, with Bobon. How can he be bad as Bobon and be in that many commercials? That's, uh, had this conversation with one of the other show choir dads and we got to talking and his daughter likes Bobon and he's like, I don't get it. You're that minimally talented. How is he in this many commercials? What do show choir dads talk about? Uh, non show choir stuff. I mean, like, well, this particular guy that I was talking to is, 
big into a lot of the same kind of music I like, and he's a Reds fan. So we started talking Reds baseball, and then it went from there. So how does that start? Is it like somebody's wearing like yeah, sports? Yeah, Reds jacket on. So you got a Reds jacket, so you're like, all right, if this dude a show the choir jacket. Saturday, you got to wear your show choir shirt. I got two buttons on my daughter, one for each boob. What's Put the show on. choir shirt? Is that like, no, like a staff show, shirt? They have uh, two shirts, one for the show choir itself, and then another shirt that they make and sell. So you can have either. Hmm. They needed help in the staging area. So you sit back there and you move stuff on and off and you turn your back when the girls change and you go rah-rah and hope they did good. And some of those shows are really, really good. That's how I know that the soul of music has died. When I go to show (laughs) choir and I listen to these kids sing their hearts out and I think about the music we have nowadays and that's why children are depressed. Yeah, we we were talking about that earlier and Mr. Brown, it's, is it, what year did the music die to you? Uh, to me, definitely at 2010, if not sooner. Is it because of the digital stuff? Is it because everybody could download stuff and record companies couldn't tell us what to like anymore? So now it's just noise and there's everything out there. It's kind of like I was bitching about like how TV, like there's a million channels, but like you can't even figure out what you want to watch. Like we're oversaturated with no, stuff. No, we are. Like I just want to keep going to SoundCloud and listen to those mumble rappers. Exactly. Just like that. Just like that. He just dropped his first hit. <laughs> what's the uh what's the last good uh album you ever remember like listening to? Like just brand new you got it and you're like, holy crap, this is great. First one Zach Brown drop. I like that. You have to go to country, wouldn't you? Well, all the other stuff sounds the same anymore. Oh, so I'm sorry, T Swizzle's first one. Back when she was Taylor <laughs> Swift. T Swizzle. Tim McGraw, blah, blah, blah. You big, you big Swifty? Yeah. Is that, is that what Saw her in concert. So, North man. Dakota State Fire. Ticketmaster, you, you at odds of them now because of that? No, I don't. Dude, how can you charge four or $500 for a ticket to a concert? Like, I'll just watch a YouTube video of you singing. It's because people pay it, man. God. So, you, you, you guys were talking about movie soundtracks. So, what, what brought that up? I think Mr. Brown texted me. Uh, I don't know how he came across it, but he came across the Forrest Gump soundtrack or asked if I had ever heard it or something like that. And that's where the conversation. What started it for me is Landon had a sleepover with three friends this weekend for two days. And this was all weekend event. And then he's waiting for the last kid to be picked up. So they were downstairs. They threw it on Netflix watching Forrest Gump. And I was doing the dishes and whatnot, just listening to like some of the music that was coming on. And I was like, man, that's a great soundtrack. It really is. So then I I, I came down here to the man cave after Lane and got picked up for the to, with his mom. And I was like, I sat there and listened to the whole soundtrack, just chilling. You probably could on that one. Yeah. And, and I think some of it helps I, because it where it covers multiple. And it's so much range. Yes. And Dude. different types. You got everything from CCR to Elvis to uh, another song on there. I'm now, I, feel, right now. I feel like Damn Fortunate Son, though, is in every war movie, Vietnam era. Every like, 70s, early 80s. That and uh, that Buffalo Springfield song. Um, hey, now, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going, going down. That's copyright's going to hit us now just because yeah. we sang that so well. That's right. Uh, so what, what's your what, favorite song off of that soundtrack? Man, I don't know. I guess uh, if it, watching it, probably Jenny singing Bob Dylan's song. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'll just rewatch this scene. 
Yeah. The um, I, I I'm not a huge like Leonard Skinner fan, but I love the use of Freebird in that with uh, Jenny on the balcony. Oh, yeah, it was great. That's uh, like I, I felt that that was cool. Um, what if he'd have been like, well, that, he wasn't even there then, was he? No. That part, yeah, it was just showing her struggles. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. she was finding herself, yeah, yeah. as they say. Yeah, something like that. So um, that's where she got the gades. The gades. They they never said what it was. Yeah, it might have been hepatitis. Yeah, uh, apparently it was hepatitis because uh, the kid wasn't affected or whatever. Yeah. Like that. How do you explain that? Did he not come out stupid? No, he's oh, smarter than he's not. That's is right. He, is he like me? Nah, that's right. That's I, a kid from uh, the Sixth Sense. I remember now. Yeah, he sees dead people, so I guess it did fuck him up. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, but they didn't know the full story when that movie ended. No, clearly, it was just getting started. Yeah, uh, Bruce Willis is dead. Yeah. Uh, so spoiler alert. I think he's well, going to die. Really? He's well, dead. he's got he's what, got dementia? dementia. Yeah, so, frontal lobe dementia. I don't know what that means. Me either. Does it make it worse? Uh, you just make it up? Did uh, they say that or did you literally just make it up? No, it's some type of lobe, something lobe dementia. Mm. Sounds serious. Mm. I don't know what's different than regular dementia, but back to the movie soundtracks. Do you have your favorite movie? Like, I feel like where we grew up, too, we kind of benefited from, like, the strength of the movie soundtrack. Like, that was a big deal when a movie had a soundtrack. Like, you... Because you couldn't download music the same way either. So, like, I personally had gone and bought soundtracks because it had like 15 songs on it from different artists. It was not, it was a nice mix. Um, but I mean, there's some iconic ones. So, maybe the two part question What do you feel is the most iconic and what's your personal favorites? Well, I don't know. I'm a huge Forrest Gump fan. So, that one's an easy one to listen to for me. And I like all the music on there. But, uh, I always liked Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, that was one I owned. Uh, it got it got played a lot. Um, man, it's it's funny. Like some I of them, believe I was going to say some of them old R. Kelly jams. Uh, I believe uh, you can piss on my face. The other one I really liked was uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. That was good. That, that was good. good. I didn't even think about that one. That one was. Pretty I mean, good. Alvin and the Chipmunks. I mean. What was up with the 80s out so, of the chipmunks? Why were they like five foot tall? I don't know. They were like mutant chipmunks. Yeah, it's like Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah. There was two of them after you said this. I was looking through movies and I was trying to think of songs that I liked. And uh, they didn't register with me the soundtrack right away until it, I started listening to music. And that's the original Friday and the movie 8 Mile because that's mm. Ice Cube. You got Zivic, 50 Cent, Eminem. Those are songs we've all listened to that came from there, but I don't recognize those songs from that movie. Until you, know you saw yeah. the soundtrack. Was, yeah. 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 And like, sometimes there's the, songs that aren't really in the movie. They're what's just, the Aerosmith song from uh, oh, uh, Armageddon? Uh, yeah. When yeah, I hear that song, I think of that movie. Yeah, because they, well, part of the reason too is you had the music videos that went along with it and they incorporated it. Um, I think my favorite soundtrack song personally, I'm going to hit you with a little number. I know you'll know exactly what it is, but if I were to go, which Batman was that? I think it was, um, that was after the original. That was, that was the third man. one. Is that forever? Was that with Val Kilmer? I think. Lucky as himself. Yeah. 
I mean that that but again that was great. I, I'm not uh, embarrassed to say it. When I came on the radio, I'd sing it. I still sing it. Yeah. It's <laughs> I, I love that damn song. song. I don't yeah. even know half the words. I'm just like trying to hey, hey, man, I'm I'm my single song that I recognize strictly from a movie is uh Coolio. Yeah. It's, oh uh, yeah, Gangster's yeah, 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 yeah. Paradise. Gangster's Paradise. So popular, it spawned Amish Paradise. So I'm gonna throw a few out there. Dazed and Confused. Phenomenal. You have uh, my wife gets so mad because if that's ever on TV, right. I watch it just because it's. First of all, I wasn't alive in the '70s, but it makes me feel like I was. Right. And then the damn music. Yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. So newer ones, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One and Two, both okay. great. I mean, I, I'm not that familiar with them, but I know from look, the movie, the songs. Yeah, so look them up. I'm sure they're great. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Jake Nall threw that one out there. I'm sure it's good. I don't exclusively know what's on it. Yeah. There. So it makes you want to go look, though. Right. That's why I want to throw some out there so listeners can type it in and see what they like the best. Check out Pulp Fiction. Motherfucker. Uh, oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Um, so I two that I purchased that I listened to a lot. Was uh, one was Varsity Blues. Oh yeah, and then don't ask me why, but Scream Three, the soundtrack to Scream Three. Was that the mirror with a? It had bangers on it, man. Like it had, so it had like it's perfect for like the late nineties. You had everything from Creed to System of a Down to, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, play it for us. Yeah, go ahead. But um, there was a lot on there, um, and then. I just remember uh, Varsity Blues. I just like the movie, and a lot of the songs are in there, Thunderstruck and stuff like that. That kind of kind of got me going. I want to throw a few names out here because I posted this on social media. So, so it, people offered up uh, their opinions. Yeah. So while while I'm doing that, Biggie can. Okay, uh, I just had to check this song because when he said "Scream 3, a song popped in my head, and I had to remember if it was on there or not. It is, and it's "Wait and Bleed" by Slipknot. Slipknot's on there. Yeah. Like that was probably the first time you heard Slipknot was when that song came out. <laughs> so a few we hadn't touched on: Rocky. Yeah. Um, Wayne's World. Wayne's World is a is a great one. Uh, of course, someone says Purple Rain, but I feel like it's cheating. Yeah, See, but it's, I, that's a good one, though. I mean, it's still Prince. Rain, Dirty Grease, Dancing. Saturday Night Live. Grease. Very iconic with, with Dirty Dancing. American Graffiti. I, again, I'm sure yeah. it's great, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Uh, Grease. Good Morning Vietnam. Ferris, uh, Ferris Bueller's day, Days Off. Or Day Off, sorry. That's, that's probably good. Uh, let's see here. Saturday Night Fever. A lot of BGs flow in that one. Uh, Top Gun. Hell yeah, they had uh, what was that? Take my breath and yeah. then Danger Zone. Ah, and yeah. Then, well, one of the ones I was going to say to start with, but I feel like it's the most overplayed is the Rocky soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Deadpool. He probably does have a lot. Deadpool's I, good. Joe Dirt, Varsity Blues, which you touched on. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm glad somebody else said Varsity Blues. So. Kurt Schilling actually commented on my personal post. All right. He said Guardians of the Galaxy and Vision Quest. Vision Quest. Yep. Hmm. Field of Dreams. I think that's too specific. I remember the Titans. West Side Story. Uh, let's see here. Any any other ones popping liked, in your uh, head? Did you, ha- did you buy any? Did you ha- own any growing up? Like, I don't remember that. I don't did you I did. just say remember the Titans? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, now, all right, so... What about the ones that you just remember being so uh, iconic? 
Oh, goodness gracious. Like uh, Titanic's freaking soundtrack. I'm not saying I like that music. I was going to say, that's the one. God, that could, it was huge. When you hear a lot of those songs, or you hear Sleed Neon's name, you think yep. of the Titanic. Yeah. Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy. I remember all those songs growing up. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the soundtrack didn't... Oh, what about Whitney Houston? Uh, the, bodyguard. The bodyguard. That's yeah. when she did the Dolly Parton song. Yeah. That's listed as the number one soundtrack or within the top three on every list I went to when I was pooping today. And <laughs> The Lion King. Hey, <laughs> There you go. Perfect. Oh, well, I'm genuinely entertained after talking about music. Biggie, um, you got any any exciting things you're going to watch this weekend or do anything this weekend? I know, dude, this is the beginning of the best time of the year if you're a basketball fan, particularly a college basketball fan. You got the smaller tournaments are starting here. Are they today. really? I didn't think they were these starting. Game, are, like the, are these the, games you're betting on? Yeah, the oh, I didn't know that. Like Shit. BU and Army, that's in the uh, Patriot League. 15 Man. and 16 versus 16 and 15. So all those smaller smaller conferences that get only at the auto bid usually, their tournaments have started. So is is this designed as a way to benefit these like scrub schools that they get time off before the – or does this play against them? Because like isn't there a good gap between when they yes. get finished? So they'll finish on Sunday of this week for most of these. Is it going to be Sunday like March Monday? 6th or something? Yeah, they'll finish March 5th, 6th, 7th, somewhere in there. Depending when they start, typically it'll be March 5th because that's Sunday. Uh, the bigger conferences aren't going to start until Tuesday or Wednesday of next week and play through the following Sunday. Then the tournament starts that Thursday. So if you're one of these smaller schools, you get a 10-day window from the last game of the season to prep for your tournament game. The only thing is, you have no idea who you're prepping against. True, them, you know, unless you really believe in Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Dude, he's me. It's like ninety-seven percent. We said, believe in it as Mountaineers fans. Yes, he said WVU's going to make it in, but it is it is fun watching college basketball this time of year. Uh, and you know, I've said this before, man. I just I know that the talent's not as good as the NBA. They're not as athletic overall. But I still feel like when you watch them, there's always defense. People are diving on the floor. Like, you see it every night. And, and, and man, those games will get chippy. So, the Mountaineers the other night, you got Kedrian Johnson, fifth-year senior, who stayed at West Virginia because when he needed them, they were there for him. So, he stayed loyal. He's out there hobbling around on a bad ankle. You got Trey Mitchell, who... Loves being at West Virginia. Needs to work the team. Oh, all right, I'll get teed yeah. up and thrown out. Uh, Joe Toussaint coming off the bench who just got killed on uh, previous a, game Saturday, Kansas. Another night in the Big 12. And you know. all these guys are out there, and none of these guys are going pro. No. Emmett Matthews is out there about to throw up on the court. Like, Can we keep You don't like get that? that in the NBA, and that's what makes these next few weeks so special for me. I hope it, I hope the transfer portal slows down a little bit. We get more to love out of these guys. Because, But even with that being said, there's always a hero in March, right? There's yeah. always a, a Cinderella team or some like John Morant, you know? Like, did March not single-handedly raise his stock through the no. roof? Like, of course, he was on the radar anyway, but then – like little Murray State wins a couple games of the tournament, and and you're like, wow, you know this guy is the real deal. Well, when you get to the tournament too, because teams make like said Cinderella runs, that's how they make their mark. You can still in your head if I say Jimmy V, you're seeing him running around like crazy on the court. 
They almost get the steal. They heave the deep three. It ends up being a dunk. You think of that. You think of the Lakner turnaround. You think of, uh, I don't know, Adam Morrison's moment. I'm singing too much tonight. I got to stop. The one shining moment is the cheesiest thing that isn't cheesy. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that's so good. I, Jim like, Nance. If Jim I don't get I'm upset. So when I'm listening to Jim Nance, and it's maybe because he does golf too, and I enjoy golf, I enjoy his voice, but when you get away from Tony Romo and you put him on the mic, he just has this, he's like your grandfather. He has he's, a caring, he's warm, a very, got a calming nurturing voice. Yep. Although I do miss uh, Gus Johnson calling March Madness. He still does. Does he? Some games. Well, maybe I he has like in the last couple of years. Yeah, because he's with... He's on Fox now. Oh, I thought they lent him out for the tournament. Maybe they do, and I've just missed it. Uh, but like his excitement, you know, just when some, it's like Biggie pulls up for three. Oh, <laughs> Gus Johnson is probably my favorite college voice because in football and basketball, when a big play happens, he's the biggest fan of the team that just happened. And then he yes. can turn around and do it the other way. He never shows any bias. Like he Gus just, Johnson on the call, that Will Greer touchdown pass at Texas. Yep. Oh. He's, I think he's just an excitable sports fan. Yep. And maybe that's how we should be calling games. Just living the dream. And he always tries to build it up like the next play is a big moment. He's like, here it is. Third down, you know, and just it, it could be like the damn second quarter, but he's yeah. he's trying to make it out like it's just these huge pivotal plays every time. But I miss him calling threes and buzzer beaters and Cinderellas, uh, or if he's still doing it, I just haven't listened to it. Uh, the 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 thing is, uh, right now, I wanted to ask you if you had a favorite. Uh, before the conference tournaments and stuff, if you had to put your money on a team. And I was looking at something that showed all the past winners for like the past 20 years, and an overwhelming majority of them are all preseason top 10 teams. Yep. There's like two times it's been non-ranked, and then Villanova was an 11. Yeah, you know? you'll get a lot of non-ranked teams into the like the Elite Eight or even the But the if you're going to win it all, though, you're, 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 we already knew you were good. Yep. Uh there's like three, four teams I really like this year. I think Kansas, healthy, has a chance to be the first repeat champion since Duke did it how many years ago? Yep. Uh, or, I mean, Florida. I take that back. Completely forgot about Billy oh, Donovan and the boys. Is that Brett Nelson? Uh, right after Brett Nelson. Joe Kim Noah? Joe Kim Noah, Corey Brewer, uh, another guy that went to the NBA, Al Horford. Oh, yeah. They're all on that team. See, we don't even get that stuff now. But now we get Mac whatever doing the dunk contest. This year, (laughs) Mac McClung. This year, I like... Sounds uh, like a made-up name. It does. It's like a video game name. Like, was that the the boxer in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? It was... uh, He looked like Tommy Morrison. They called him Tommy McClung. (laughs) Mac McClung. I think uh, Houston, who's coming to the Big 12... I like. I didn't mean to derail your thoughts. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, I like Houston. I, I like Purdue. The way they can dominate you inside. Um, I like Virginia because guard play, there's no big man anymore. Guard play is really important. They, they play start defense. two seniors and they play defense. And they have a coach who's been there before. They're talented. Um, it's kind of a... Not a long shot, but on the East Coast, for whatever reason, not talked about as much, even though they're a top 10 team all year long. That's UCLA. They passed over. They ended up with Mick Cronin as their head coach. They thought they were getting all these big names. They're going to bring Calipari. They're going to just change the world. 
They end up on Mick Cronin and they settled for Mick Cronin and they've already been to the final All right, four. So I always liked Cronin. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't necessarily like playing against his teams and I hated him. So I know he's a good coach. All right. So I, I, I like him as a coach there. Um, the Pac-12 sucks. Like they're just, they're not good at basketball. UCLA is good. And then there's but, everyone else. But I think that's, that's the case here, right? Like, like Oregon sometimes can have a decent team. Oregon State is not good. I Arizona think that, State, Arizona. Well, like Arizona's they, top ten ish. So is UCLA. But See, like, the Pac twelve has like three to four good teams, and that's good. That's it. Like Arizona State's, they're like twenty one and eight or something like that. They're not very good. That's right. why a West Virginia like at seventeen and thirteen is in the tournament. Well, West Virginia's got the third toughest strength of schedule. That's what I'm saying. The I Big mean, Twelve is that deep, that tough. So just by, I'm looking at the by comparison, looking at the Pac-12, it's probably not as bad as I think. It's just that it's not the Big Twelve. Yeah. Like, what's the second best conference? SEC, uh, which that used to never be even close to being the case. But I think maybe the is. Big Ten or the SEC. It's not the ACC. No. Mm. The Big Ten, you got Purdue, Illinois, Michigan. Michigan State's always good, always there. When's he going to hang it up? You would think in the next three, four years, he has a nice run. They make a Final Four because I mean, is he burned he's out like these one other of those coaches that seem like they would be getting to that burnout point. I mean, that's what it is. The game's changed. Like I, like Bob Huggins is done after this year, right? But Jim Beheim should have retired five years ago, and he's still doing it. Well, he had relatives. His kid was playing for him. Yeah. I thought it was his damn grandson. You're right. It is his kid. Yeah. Like, good for you, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. like, you, you stud nothing. Uh, I think it's just, just uh, a number, pal. <laughs> West Virginia makes a nice little run this year. Huggins can retire and feel like he left the program in a good place. Where is the Final Four? Ooh. You remember when you used to be able to get those rubber basketballs at yep. Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut was always a big sponsor of the Final Four. And then, like, within a day, it'd have a big nipple on the side of it because they were crap. Is it in Indianapolis this year? I don't know. I, I really didn't know. That's what I was asking. I'm not sure. I'll go with it. They, I'll, they do it in these huge stadiums, yep. which I love for basketball. Like, we have you remember this- when we get on the phone when we didn't live next to each other and we had Javon Carter and we went to Sweet 16, like, five straight years <sighs> Four, you know, with Javon, one without him. Those and we'd make times. it to the Sweet 16, and then we'd be talking about where the Final Four was, and we'll look like, at the hotel rooms. And, and then they'd break our heart. That can take a time. loss where we didn't get a damn shot off. Oh, those are the days. All right, anybody listening to us who isn't a Mountaineers fan's like, all right, Yeah, they've up. done got lost. But let me ask you this, though. Do you feel like you're – and I'm struggling with this. Do you feel like your fandom in sports has deteriorated over the past five years? Because on an overall level, yes. Uh, individual spots, no. Like, I still love my Mountaineers. Right. But I I used to be able to tell you, like, their backup offensive line. And I can't do that anymore. Right. Like, I, I'm just. Like, we could go through, and if you had, we could name 75 and 90 guys. Right. And, like, Cincinnati, uh, you know, the Bengals, I can tell you a lot about, but I can't tell you all their I players. I used to be able to tell you the Mariners farm system, and they weren't good. Now they are good. And I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, now I could say I can't tell you half the name of the players on the Reds, but that's not a surprise because nobody knows. They're like the damn Indians. Hey, as from soon Major as they League. become a name worth knowing, you'll trade them away. These guys are shitty. Yeah. That's what they'll say. Um, no, they're, they're, they're done trading. They have no assets left to trade. They're the lowest paid. You got somebody in double A that'll come up, make a splash. Well, but you have control over them and you don't have to pay them outright. So that's how it'll work. But my point is whether it's COVID 
or rules changing. Like we talk about college sports being different with the rules and these coaches getting out. Um, and maybe it's the fact that you can watch anything now, anytime. I've, I've lost a little bit of, um, my, my fire, man. Some of it for me is that where it is so accessible, I almost try to avoid watching basketball every night leading up to this time of year. Yeah. Because I know I can. So I'll watch a, a new movie that's out. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. Whereas when I was younger, huh, we got to talk about a movie too. Uh, that's all I would do is watch. And now your life changes. You spend more time. You get involved in what your kids like and different shows. I just, I, I do know my fandom, not my love of sport, but my overall fandom. Like you're, you're able you're to name. in-depth. Like remember that show, uh, was it Two Minute Drill? Stump the Schwab. With Stump Holly the Schwab. Schwab, yes. Like you would. We used to be able to do that. I used to be able to go deep on tennis in that. Yeah. Women's <laughs> tennis, Steffi Graf. Not like, now. Monica Sellis. <sighs> if, if you watch it now, I, I, I'm... I'd be ashamed, yep. you know. So I'm glad I'm not alone. It makes me feel a little better. Uh, so here, here's the trying to get that back. Um, so, something else uh, this weekend you got going on. Uh, I see John Bones Jones is fighting again. John Bones Jones is the best fighter in the history of the UFC. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. Yep. Yep. And uh, he's going to – I'll follow it well enough to know the ins and outs of it, but it's a big fight this weekend. Um, also know AEW's got a pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, so I might watch a little bit of combat sports. Did you, did you watch, uh, Jake Paul get knocked out? I did not. Once Drake bet on him, I knew it was, it was over. over. What mattress Mac bet? I did not see. <laughs> He's probably, I ain't betting on this full of shit. Trying to see what the, uh, odds are. Wow. I'll have to look a little more in depth. I was going to see what the odds were in the Bones Jones fight, but I love John Bones Jones inside the octagon. Also, Chandler Jones, his brother, was a defensive end, played for the Patriots before he went to yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah. And he had another brother who's a defensive tackle for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. You imagine being the mom or the dad like of that house or a friend of theirs. You got two guys that are pro football big studs, boys. and one of them's the toughest guy in the UFC, and he probably gets his maybe the world gets his bike kicked by his Arthur Jones is huge. Yes, he is a monster, and like John Jones is the smallest of them all. Like so, that's probably why I, he's beating up everybody. He's always been the little brother getting picked on. Just imagine that as a parent right now. You're 41, but instead of having a son and a daughter, or you you have two sons and three daughters, whatever, but. You got a house full of Watts or Bosa's or Joneses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that life would just be weird as a parent. Your kids are bigger than you. They can twirl your wound on their finger. If you raise them right, you'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, so the, um, Jake Paul fight is it went to a judge's decision. Yeah. I saw. Went, to, went to a split decision. Uh, he, he clearly lost. Uh, I mean, he fought somebody that was trained to be a boxer. Yeah. I'm not saying he's great. It's uh, Tyson Fury's half-brother. Um, but, you know, it, it's not like he's fighting these celebrities and these bums that, you know, now his lack of footwork and defense just got exposed. And he got pretty much whipped the whole time. But I didn't watch the whole thing. I was at work. I caught a little bit of the end of it. Uh, and I guess they're going to run it back. You know, so I imagine that he'll win that one. And then if they want to make money, they'll do a third one. Isn't that how that works? Yeah, that's how it always works. I just, what sucks to me is I grew up on boxing from the 
welterweight, featherweight, heavyweight. You had great guys in every division that you could identify with from an Oscar De La Hoya up to a Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, uh, Riddick Bowe. Like those are guys. And there's other guys I'm not naming, but you had 10 boxers off the top of your head, depending on division. Oh, sports you think dead. Of, and you don't have that now. That's why Tyson Fury can't retire because who else is going to box? Let's watch him and Wilder and what's, again. Uh, what's insane is the amount of money they still make when the yep. sport being is – and it might be great. We might have the best boxers the world has ever seen right now. But you They're wouldn't not know. Marketed. Yeah, it goes back to the what we were talking crap about Major League Baseball. Uh, Here's the thing. You can hate Don King, but Don King was a great promoter. I can still hate him, though. Yes. <laughs> He's a bad person. Yes. Uh, the, um, Don King and Joe Paterno walk into a bar. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, we need to end the segment. I, I do have a question. Um, are, are, we talk about our declining love of, not love of sports, but, it, um, allowing we, the information to engulf you. Yes. The combines this weekend. Do you even care? Not at all. You were talking about big defensive linemen or whatever, and they had one uh, defensive tackle ran the fastest 40 time ever for an interior lineman. But to me, I, there's only really a couple drills that I care about. Everybody loves the 40, man. I never look at the 40. It's We're not out here in track, right? <laughs> I care about the cone drill. The shuttle. And the shuttle. And, like, why do I care if you can long and jump? And the wonder leg test. <sighs> No, like maybe with your quarterback, but Kyler Murray scored I care a seven. About I don't know. It was how low. quick you are between the gaps. Should, and I care about what you can do in an eight or ten yard span because guess what? If you can run a four, three, seven, forty, that's great. Who was the guy the Bengals drafted that couldn't catch the ball? Uh, John, John Ross, Ross ran, ran the a four, two, forty time yeah. ever. I, I mean, I'm. Can we just get rid of the combine? Well, you know what? I, I think would it's be a shit bro. show anyway. Let's be honest. Let's watch all these guys parade around in their knickers yep. and uh, judge him. And like, no, you can't do that to free agents. Like, the way it has become, with the way that our world is now, I don't see the combine existing in another ten years because we are dehumanizing. It really is. They're like, guys. they're right. It's like cattle. Like come in here, lift your sack. You know, like, you know me, I'm not much of one who's going to like say a pro athlete. You'll say suck it up buttercup. You're, but, but when it comes to that, you're having bad. a guy out there basically in his underwear, you're taking pictures of him. You're lifting up his pet. Like, like it's and then weird. some of the questions that they ask these guys, well, your mother was a whore and, or, you know, this, it just, I'm in favor of you travel to their pro day because yeah. the other thing you always talk about is quarterbacks throwing at the combine. If I'm a top tier quarterback, why do I want to throw to a bunch of guys who may know. or may not get drafted? I'm a first round pick. Yeah. This guy might be a six round pick. How about you come to my pro day and I throw to the guys I've thrown to all year and, long? And what are you really seeing out, out of watching day? them at a combine where yeah. they throw what ten passes? I, are those ten passes going to define well, him? So. Yeah, exactly. And at the pro day, you should look good. If you can't judge a guy off of his film, to me, the thing I like the most about the combine, or the only part of it I think should stay, is the interview process part of it. Yeah, because but you can see the film, you can but do you that want anyway. to talk to the guy. You should be able to interview You anybody. can Zoom a guy. They talk to these guys all, all the time. Yeah. Like, why is the interview different? Like, you can't schedule Behind that? Behind closed doors and uh, there's no recording devices. Like I said, lift your sack. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm ready for it to go away. 
And I know the NFL is going to fight to keep it as long as they can because it is actually revenue for them. Well, because it's a uh, stream event now yeah. that gets sponsored and yeah, I mean, run rich run. Hey, we talk about the the non marketability of these other hey. sports, and the NFL always getting it right. So we're going to do this this year for the run rich run. We're going we're going to run it. We're going to send it a forty time. You mm. run it and see if you can run faster. Well, why do rich. I got to run it? Why don't you run it? Well, it's you or Greg. Is that the thing we just got to beat Rich? Yeah. What's he run, like a 5-4? It's around uh, five and a half, six seconds. Yeah. It's not fast. I think I could beat that. I mean, I'll run the 40, but mine's going to be like 11 seconds. 11? That's not 40 miles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll blow my knee out at the 18-yard mark. Just snort a little cocaine before you do it. That'll get you fired up. Yep. I went and saw Cocaine Bear. Any good? Um, your thoughts... Just without talking to me, what, what what are your thoughts of this movie, the trailer? Well, I'm going to say it's no heroin hippo. Uh, <laughs> having seen the trailer of heroin hippo, yeah, <laughs> it just, it looks really far outlandish to me. Like, it looks like it goes from them going into the woods to pick up the cocaine and encountering a bear to the bear, like tracking them like he's a serial killer. Um, am so I, am I close at all? It's a dark comedy. Uh, so anybody that's not expecting it to be full of laughs, uh, I don't know what you were thinking about a movie with cocaine and bears. Yeah. Uh, do you know who Elizabeth Banks is? Name's familiar. I love me some Elizabeth Banks. Uh, actress, she has been in a 40-year-old virgin, Zach and Mary make a porno, okay. um, uh, role models. Uh, I mean, she's in a lot of stuff. It's funny you would say is Elizabeth Banks, and as I tie E L I Z, Elizabeth Banks just pops up. All right, on my so phone. you see her, you, just, you recognize her. Yes. Okay, she's the director for uh, Cocaine Bear. Okay. Yep. So I, I guess she's uh, traveling on that foray, and I'd say she'd probably do all right. Uh, I, if I had to guess, I bet Rotten Tomatoes or whatever is probably holding about a seventy percent uh, right now on Cocaine Bear, maybe sixty. Um, it's good. It's a dark comedy with a lot of gore and some jump scares. Jump scares are good. If you go to watch a uh, a scary movie and you don't get a couple good jump scares, it wasn't a good. Yeah, but wasn't um, a good movie. Yeah. It's, so right now, Cocaine Bear review is on Rotten Tomatoes or at seventy percent. Ooh, look at that! IMDb is at six and a half out of ten, and Metacritic. It's 54%. Okay. So the overall audience rating is a 3.6. So, so you know what's great? And I know you and Mr. Brown will crit- be critical of me being critical of movies, especially Mr. Brown. Um, but uh, the, the thing is, I like it when movies don't pretend to be something they're not. And this movie doesn't pretend to be anything other than a goofy movie about a bear doing cocaine, but we're going to do it with great actors and production values and tell a story. But, you know, these, these movies that, like Harrison Ford being Indiana Jones again, like I'm telling you right now, that's going to suck. I don't need to see 80-year-old Indiana Jones. Do you? No. I mean, why are we doing this? Yeah, that's one I saw coming out, and it's like, so we'll see when they said it. And I loved all those movies, and I'll end up watching it, but it's too. it's been too long for a remake for him to still be an action <sighs> part of it. Now... If it was like where they did the creeds and Rocky's a Can part have of a them. Son? Well, they did that with like, the crazy dude from Transformers. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And then he went and found Buddha or something. Yeah. I don't know where, where he's off. But 
Uh, that, I don't know. Like, ever since they had him in a nuclear blast in a refrigerator and it flung him two miles away and he just got out of the fridge and walked away like nothing happened, I was like, all right, this franchise is, what do they say, jump the shark? You know what Fonzie did? Can we get a more common term for jumping the shark? I've never heard jump the shark before. Are you shitting me? It's the first time I've heard it. What's it mean? So, it's a term they use when you're talking about a TV show that's gone too far. Like, whenever the Brady Bunch got Cousin Oliver on the show. Like, why? Uh, it's, it's a reference to a Happy Days episode when they're doing a vacation episode and they're at the beach and Fonzie's going to water ski jump the sharks that are out in the water. Uh, okay. So whenever you hear a TV, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, to 